Welcome to Habits for Happiness with Lady Fuller. The path to happiness is paved with healthy habits. We spend much of our lives searching for happiness when the key we're looking for is right there inside of us. We can discover that key through habit change, which you're about to learn about. Now, here is your host, Lady Fuller. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Habits for Happiness, the show where we discuss habits you can employ in your daily life to make you happier. Today, joining us is Jamie Lerner, co-author of the book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You. Welcome, Jamie. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's so nice to have you here. Let me introduce you, uh, your beautiful self, to everyone. So Jamie, as I said, is the co-author of the book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You. Um, You can put a fresh spin on just about anything that anyone throws her way. Uh, Jamie's unique and masterful ability to reframe one of my favorite topics. Even the most difficult situations is astounding. All of a sudden, your biggest becomes your pleasure as she lovingly helps you sift through the contrast and find that small opening of light that quickly becomes your greatest jumping off point for clarity. This is amazing, Jamie. And just in closing, she never positions herself as the expert of anything, love that, and is always reminding you that it is you who knows best for yourself always. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for being here today. And Jamie's going to talk to us, Habits for Habits today, Habit of Positive Self-Talk. So, Jamie, why did you choose this habit? Tell us about positive. Um, I believe believe (laughs) that the quality of our life is really dependent on the quality of our thoughts. And Mm. I believe that the quality of our thoughts come from the quality of the relationship that we're having with ourselves. Mm. creating and recreating so um that is really powerful and um we have that power to consciously create a relationship with ourselves and direct those positive thoughts that we have about ourselves towards everything that we do and i think that's what creates happiness well tell us about the path so as we were talking about, to just step back for a second, a lot, you know, as a coach, I would say 50% plus, as I was telling you before the show started, of my clients come to me for overthinking, right? So there's a lot of negative self-talk going on, not positive self-talk, and bridging this gap between silencing or, you know, being able to have some reframing around the negative voice in our head and then the po- and, and really strengthening the muscle of the positive voice in our head is something that I would think everyone listening and, and lots of my clients would benefit from hearing about. But tell us about the journey for you. How did you get here to a place where positive self-talk became the choice du jour for you as a habit? I was born with a knowing I think we all are. And I think that the contrast of life, we move further and further away from our authentic selves. However, I did not. (laughs) I have only (laughs) heard my own voice. I had a connection, very strong connection with myself and not with my mom. So the ability to be very tuned into myself and to hear my own voice at all times was pretty much my lifeline. And so I have practiced myself to only hearing that voice um, and my ability to direct myself at, at, at all times 
which in many ways um, has become my superpower. Um, I, I do think though, that because we are trying to um, look outside of ourselves for everything, that we forget about the connection that we have with ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, we tend to tune out our own voice, our own inner knowing, our own ability to direct ourselves from the inside out. And then we tend to navigate from what we've heard others tell us about ourselves, even if it's true mm-hmm. or it's not true. So uh, I, I ask people to kind of fact check what they're um, hearing themselves say to themselves. And mm. a lot of us really have to sit down and think about that because we're on automatic pilot. We're just reciting what has been told to us, not really even asking ourselves, is this true in our now, our right here now? Mm. So um when people become lovingly curious about themselves and are able to just take a few minutes, probably first thing in the morning is the best time to do that, and tune into the things that they're saying to themselves about themselves, you will have to laugh because nobody talks to you. Nobody talks to someone else the way that people talk to themselves. Yeah. You know, they often say, like, if you met the voice yeah. in your head on the street, you would be like, yeah. you know, mortified. turn, You'd turn be mortified. the other way. <laughs> turn would be the other way. You'd be yeah. mortified. You definitely wouldn't be friends with that person, <laughs> right? Well, no. You wouldn't be and inviting them for coffee. No. And, and then when you hear that and you understand what that is, um, you have to laugh because it is really ridiculous. It's yeah. silly. It's, it's not relevant at all. And it probably has nothing to do with where you are in your life right now and where you're wanting to go. So So many questions. So many questions. The first is you talk about as a child, you were able to all hear this inner voice. And was there a reason you said that there wasn't, mom wasn't around or you were? Um, No, uh, she was around, but her, and I spent half my life trying to figure this out. She was unable to have a connection with herself. And so, although we had an amazing childhood, our house was just, you know, fantastical in every way. And um, uh, my mom loved me, but she was not, we we were not connected. So, um, because of that, I was very tuned in to me Um, and and have been that way pretty much my whole life. Um, That's amazing. For better or worse, I was certainly a a handful as a child. Um, but yeah, it turned yeah, out okay. no, totally. <laughs> and when you talk about not having a connection with her, what do you specifically meaning? Just there so for no, listeners can understand. Uh-huh. There was no emotional connection. Okay. So the emotional connection that I believe that um, most people, if they're lucky enough to have with mm-hmm. the, the person that brought them into that this world, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel that we look to that person to direct us and to guide us and to reassure us. And that mm. was absent. So it was very perplexing. But once again, my own voice was so very clear to me that that was, that was it. And that was a good thing. And yeah. she and my parents were very permissive in allowing us to find our way. And they were very supportive and whatever we needed to do. Um, they didn't even really need to understand it. So on some level, intuitively, and there were five of us, I believe that that my mom kind of knew that um, she wasn't equipped. 
Mm. Not consciously, but unconsciously. So the kind of parenting I received um, growing up and thankfully was there wasn't much to push against, which was wonderful. So we we learned to trust ourselves, know ourselves and and to guide ourselves. And and that was a blessing. Yeah, it's interesting, like, well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, that was a, that was a very personal question, but I, but I, I'm fascinated by our childhood because it's this idea of these survival mechanisms that we pick up, right? The survival mechanism that you picked up to hear your inner voice that becomes your gift. I mean, I think that's almost beautiful, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that so much, and so. Talk to me for, you know, on the practical side for listeners. So they're saying, okay, I hear you that positive self-talk definitely is going to be more helpful than this negative voice that's on repeat, you know, in my head. If you could give us some practical advice, how to strengthen that muscle, um, you know, for the average listener who's just, you know, maybe beating themselves up morning, noon, and night, and it's an example. So, um, once again, the first thing in the morning, whatever morning time that is for you, some people don't wake up early, but whatever their morning time is, it could be noon. If you would sit quietly with yourself and just, um, even find one thing that you appreciate about yourself, just one. And Mm -hmm. I say one, that sounds easy, but it's difficult for people to think about something, not that they're appreciated for, but that they actually appreciate about themselves. That's like a really good place to start, period. Mm. And and then to start listening for what your inner voice is talking about. Because I think we're completely unaware. And we're not sure if we actually feel the way that we're talking about ourselves, or once again, we've just dragged this vibrationally from wherever. It doesn't even matter where, when. And we've rehearsed it so much that it's just become part of who we are. So that is a good place to start. And I like to think of it as just being lovingly curious about yourself for yourself. Mm, I love this. And I, I'm just stuck on these words that you said, we're dragging these negative self-talk, vi- dragging vibrationally from somewhere else. That's a paraphrase. But tell us about that. Why are we dragging around negative thoughts about ourselves from other places in our life? Why are we doing that? Because in some ways, they've become unconscious beliefs and we're unaware. We're just completely unaware that we have a choice to fact check, to check in with ourselves and to ask ourselves, in this moment, are these things that I'm thinking about myself and saying about myself, are they true? I don't think any of us have really asked that question. We've just assumed because someone told it, it is true. So that's a really good question to ask, even if you don't have the answer, just to be able to ask it. And then if you are going to look back, um, family of origin or wherever you think that may have come from, if you would look back um, at it from your right here adult now perspective, because it will look and feel very different. You know, we're not small and vulnerable anymore. We're Mm. grownups and we have created lives for ourselves 
and for many that have very little to do with where we came from. But we have not stopped to consciously unpack all of that, those items that we no longer need in our here and now life. So it's kind of revisiting in such a way that allows us to go from like two check-in bags to just a little carry-on bag. And then yeah. to begin to like soften the tone of some of these things that may have resonated with us and maybe partially true. But all of that, that we end up beating ourselves up about, it doesn't fit with where we are now. Yeah. And would you say that the majority of the vibrational luggage that we're carrying around is from childhood? I believe it's from our past. Mm-hmm. So, yes. And it doesn't have to be from family of origin, but think about all the people we're in contact with when we were young, you know, teachers and, you know, um, whoever, friends and, you know, friends, parents and all the people that have said whatever they've said about us, either to us or to someone else when we've heard that. And we just need, or we don't need to, but we can kind of begin to sift through some of that content Mm -hmm. and consciously figure out if it fits in with our life right now. Yeah. I would say, you know, it, well, thank you so much for sharing. This is like, this is, I love this topic so much. I talk about it with her all day. This is what I do in coaching business is unpacking, challenging beliefs. That's what I call it. And so it's just still unpacking my life, but it's like you're running old software And you're running old software from like, you know, in a lot of cases for me, I had trauma when I was nine. So the the running software from my nine-year-old self, but I'm, I'm walking around as a 46 year old person and, and it's almost sort of dangerous, right? That like a nine-year-old would be operating 46 year old subconscious. And so this work is about upgrading to my mature, you know, or, or more mature self um, so that I'm fully embodying who I am today, not who I could have was then. Is that what I hear you saying? Yes. And I I don't think it's dangerous, but uh, it's not necessary. Okay. Yeah. So, and and then the other thing is, well, (laughs) the other thing is too, even if you figure all this out and acknowledge what you're doing, then you still have a choice what you want to do with it. It's the piece of not being conscious about what's happening, I think that's unfortunate because that's where our life stops. And we cannot really have forward momentum in creating what we're wanting for ourselves unless we have awareness. But awareness Mm. does not mean we have to do anything about it. It just gives us a choice. And that's the most important part of all of this work is to become aware and to make a personal conscious choice about what the next step is. Because that is so powerful. Yeah. We have so much power. We, we have, have so, so much, power. much power. Yes, we do. We do. And, you know, it's funny you talk about awareness. I mean, it is the first step of change. I went to a beautiful place called the Hoffman Process. I'm not sure if you've talked, if you've ever heard of it, but it's a place in Northern California where they talk about change work and it's a, it's a grandchild of Est. If, 
Um, and, and, and awareness, you know, they, they, in like day two of the seven days that you spin there, they bring out this big wheel and they say, you know, awareness is at the top. It's the first step in change. And I always laugh about that one because, you know, I gave up drinking maybe I think five and a half years, almost six years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I knew for about five or so years before that, that I really wanted to quit drinking. And I was aware of the issue, but I hadn't made any changes or decisions about it. And so I was in what I call awareness hell. So there is that step awareness decision would have a limbo. So listening, and you might be aware of beliefs or behaviors that is, is your body telling you, you know, it's time to make some sort of a decision, at least in my experience. Well, and that's the good thing about our inner being, inner knowing. Um, it's on call 24-7. It is never going to stop trying to get your attention. And it will never um, abandon you. It will never <laughs> give up on you. Um, and then when you're ready, and even if you're never ready, um, it is like always there for you. So, um, yeah, you are your own best resource. Mm, I love Probably. that. People haven't heard that too much, but you are. You are your own expert for yourself. You are your own best resource. You are your own expert for yourself. That is so beautiful. I have um, a friend and he's waking up in the middle of the night um, and he is thinking that conscious is waking to tell him something. I said, well, maybe we're not listening during the day, then we're not you know, able to hear our inner voice. And for those out there, I'm not saying this is the cause of everyone's sleep issues, but it can be that sometimes our subconscious try to get our attention. It might not be in the middle of the night, but it might be in other ways, right? I don't know if that's been your experience. Well, it's true. And once again, to recognize and then to make a choice about it. Like, yes, I'm, I'm hearing you inner being tapping me on the shoulder, reminding me I'm not interested, but I'm hearing you, I'm not interested. And then make the choice, like I'm not interested and I'm not listening, as opposed to um, believing that, you know, you cannot be directed from the inside. Mm -hmm. You know, that's intuition too, you know, intuition all day long. And we don't use it. And that is a great way to be guided from the inside. We all are born with it. And um, yeah. Oh, I have the chills like up and down my body. I, I, I love intuition. It's my own best friend. I use it a lot in my coaching business and it drives the logical thinkers in my life bananas. But I, um, how does one, right, um, that might be listening, who wants to strengthen their intuition and has come to uh, saying a positive thing about themselves when they're quiet in the morning, how are other that we as human beings can strengthen our intuition because if it is our greatest superpower, we need to like go to the spiritual gym and start lifting. (laughs) How do we do that? If, and everyone has probably many examples that they can recall times when you just had a feeling about something to do something differently than you normally do it. And you listen to your intuition. And then you found out later that it was a good thing you did because Otherwise, you would maybe have been involved in an accident, whether it's, you know, you're turning left or turning right, whatever. But I think to go back and to revisit those times when you did listen to yourself, because I've never heard anybody say, I wish I had not listened to myself. And you hear Mm -hmm. people all the time say, 
I wish I had listened to myself. So I think that we don't trust ourselves. And the reason we don't trust ourselves is because we don't remember all the times that we had a feeling to do something and we did it and we were right. So that's really helpful. Um, I never wish I didn't listen to myself. <laughs> I mean, you don't hear people say, you know, I wish yes. I didn't listen. I wish to I didn't. I've said that was a double negative. Sorry. Yeah. Reframe. No. <laughs> I wish I, I didn't listen to myself. About that I don't one, hear right? people say that. But I hear people say all the time, I wish I had listened to myself because I knew. I did know. But for some reason, I didn't trust that I knew. So we do know for ourselves all the time, even though we don't know how or why we know for ourselves, not for another, for ourselves. The interesting thing is we believe we know for everybody else, you know, (laughs) and that is not true. (laughs) We are not responsible for others. This could be a whole whole show, that affirmation. (laughs) I am not responsible for anyone else. And I don't know. And I don't know. Yeah. So what are some ways that we can be, because in my experience, my intuitive voice is a lot quieter, you know, than my thinking voice. Like my, my um, prefrontal cortex is constantly yapping at me, um, sometimes about negative things. But my, in, my internal sort of intuition voice, which I believe lives in my heart, but this is just me. Um, is much quieter. So what are the ways that you would recommend people are able to sort of make that transformation? And in my experience, it's head to heart, but whatever that transformation is for them so that they can have, turn up the volume on that intuition. Um, You know, I think when we sit quietly with ourselves, I think it's really helpful. Um, Mm. And when we turn off our television, I think it's also really helpful. And when we disengage from a lot of um, chaotic social distractions, I think that's really helpful. But I think the reason people engage in all of those things is to distract themselves from themselves. Mm -hmm. So, and that's okay. So the question is, how can you nourish and nurture yourself back into your connection? Because when we are connected to ourselves, we hear our intuitive voice very clearly. As a matter of fact, that's what God does. And we, it's interesting because we have access to all kinds of infinite intelligence. It's, it just comes because we're not in our head. So quieting ourselves is a form of self-care, um, I think is a really lovely thing to do for oneself. Being quiet is a form of self-care, quieting ourselves. That is beautiful. I love that so much. And we are going to head to a break, but when we get back, I want to talk about how we were forced into what I'm going to call quietude. I don't even know if that's a word during COVID and how people could hear that voice in a time that they might not have, and how that could have transitioned us into this great, (laughs) what we're calling awakening, where people are doing things that are a little bit outside of the norm. Um, So just hang tight, everyone. We're going to head to a break. We're here with Jamie Lerner. It's been a beautiful conversation so far. So stick around to talk about these more macro issues when we return. Thanks, everyone.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Try out a free coaching session with your host, Lady Fuller, to learn more about her individualized and corporate coaching programs. Learn to drop bad habits and pick up healthier habits to live a healthier life. Email her at lady at happinessmba.com. That's L-A-D-Y at happinessmba.com. Or check out our coaching business at habits, the letter for happiness.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Want to reward clients, customers, or employees with a gift that will blow their socks off? We at International Gifting Company have your next corporate event covered. We carry 250 personalized gifts for on-site incentive events. Or we can create virtual gift boxes your employees and clients can receive at home. Contact us today for a quick and free proposal. We love to wow! Contact info at intlgiftingco.com or check out our webpage at intlgiftingco.com. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Habits for Happiness. To reach the show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now, back to our program, and here again is Lady Fuller. And we're back, everyone. Thanks so much for hanging in there with Jamie Lerner talking about the beautiful habit of positive self-talk. Welcome me again. Thank you. And right before break, we were talking about this concept of being quiet and listening to our inner voice. That is our superpower. And, you know, it just struck me as you were saying that this idea that, you know, so in our busy, busy, busy world, I mean, this stat, I'm sure you've heard, but we make more decisions in one day than a hundred years ago, people lifetime that our busy, busy world, you know, in 2020 or early 20 came to a screeching halt as we stopped and had a two year or so break. I don't, for me, it was a break. It was a lovely break, but for many for sort of, it's like you're running, <laughs> we were all scumped, running, 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 and then you stop and how that sort of forced or 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 circumstance of quietude affected us as people because now we're seeing sort of this great resignation people transferring jobs people doing, moving to places, a lot of moving people exploring things they may not have in your experience what covid do for us in connect hearing our inner voices I think it's been different for many people. I think the universe sat us down and gave us an opportunity to definitely 
be with ourselves and reconnect with ourselves. But I think for some people that was very difficult. And mm. unfortunately, um, I, the substance abuse right now is really hot because mm-hmm. I think it was very isolating for people who um, spent most of that, their life avoiding that connection with themselves um, and couldn't really make use of the opportunity to cook themselves up with themselves in a way that wasn't um, unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then for others, it's been amazing because they've completely reinvented themselves. They've discovered themselves. They've decided, you know, that they are able now to be who they've always been. It's open, it really opened the door for people to move across the country and change jobs and, and, and do a lot of things that they did not give themselves permission to do before. And society didn't give anyone permission to leave a good job, you know? So I, I think it's been different for a lot of people. And, and then it's been a wonderful opportunity to appreciate other people. Because we've been without contact for so long mm. with, pe- with people that there is such a, a renewed appreci- appreciation, I think, for having physical contact with people that we really took for granted, I think, um, mm. because we had access to it. However, we were all so busy that it, it, it didn't have much meaning. It didn't really serve a, pur- a purpose. So I think it's across the board. It's been, you know, it's kind of run the gamut of of everything. And yet there's so much goodness to pull out of this time Um, because for the first time in forever, we have all been in the same place at the same time. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. It was a connection, Mm. right? It was a global connection in that way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I, um, it's interesting because it did have different effects on and different people, but I do love this concept that our subconscious sat us down collectively. Yes, the whole world. Yeah, <laughs> we, got, we got it talking to. <laughs> yes, and I think Mother, Mother Nature too. I mean, with yeah. all the natural disasters that were going on at that time too, it just, I don't know, it was a very interesting period. Um, and I know we're not, it's not over yet, but hopefully it's winding down a bit. Um, I think it's winding in my coaching practice and in myself, really, in too. It's really a tender time because you're like, it's sort of like, I hate to equate it to war because obviously there are people in war and we weren't in war and for the most part we were safe, but um it's almost like you've been through some sort of shelling and you walk outside and everybody's just sort of like assessing the damage, right? It's like almost like we were surviving to your period and sort of coming out and trying to adapt to many, in many ways, life does return to its old patterns, but we're not the same. No. And so I think there's a tenderness between like, it's like we're a little bit on Bambi legs and it's also a beautiful time because we can decide in this, t- still in this tender moment, no matter if, 
you know, it wasn't a good two years. It's a very tough two years for me to still emerge from the rubble with a renewed sense of purpose. It's not too late to have that sort of um, reawakening, right? Because we're still kind of re-entering a new place. You know, we haven't fully, as you said, it's not, it's winding down, but it isn't over. So it's just a tender time for people. So I think it's really important that people hear this message, right? Now of being kind to ourselves. Uh, absolutely. Self-care is very important. And very, um, very kind to self translates into kind to others. If mm-hmm. you when you're kind to yourself, you just naturally extend that to others. Yeah. So you know, I tell my kids, I have talking to you before the break, you have three beautiful grown sons, and I have uh, two children who are, you know, 10 and 12, but they often come and tell me about, you know, so-and-so wasn't nice or whatever. And I always say, you know, it's like kind of, or being unkind is like a hot potato. No one really wants to hold it. <laughs> so people throw it to each other, right? But it comes from self, right? If you're not being, you know, it, and so if someone's unkind as a little person, some it might be, you know, who knows happening, but usually there's an unkindness offered to the person being unkind. And then they throw it around. But kindness can also be like a beautiful plush teddy bear that we throw to people. You know, it's like we have this beautiful hearts inside of ourselves that we feel and reverberate with the vibration of kindness. And so we we naturally extend it. It's a force, right? It's a vibrational energy that yes. we give out. And, yeah. and I think that when we are unkind to others, we are feeling unkind to ourselves. I think it is a direct reflection. How we treat others is a projection of how we're feeling about ourselves. So it is, it is interesting when my children were little and even now when they tell me about someone who is unkind, I remind them that that is a person that is feeling unkind to themselves and maybe we could have compassion. And when you have compassion for someone else, that is a much better feeling than to be angry or to be hurt or to um, or, or anything or to take that unkindness of someone else on. But it's a nice place to go when you experience the presence of someone who's unkind to you. Yeah. So talk to us about cultivating compassion for others and ourselves. So in my case, you know, I can, again, only speak for myself, but I, there's certain experiences I've had in life where people have done something to me and I've felt anger, right? And just maybe, just maybe not, who knows, who cares? But the point is, is that it's very tough for some of us to find compassion in that moment for the other person. So, so tell us about how we can strengthen that part of ourselves that leans to compassion versus resentment or anger as a sort of reaction? So the question is, which feels better? Mm. Does it feel better to resent someone or does it feel better to you to have compassion? Because at the end of the day, the most important thing is how you feel, you person, yourself. And the only person that has control over that is yourself. No one can make you feel anything, but we have complete control over what we're choosing to think about and how we're choosing to feel about what you're, what we're thinking. 
So what feels Mm. better? And if you're choosing to be resentful, take responsibility for it. If you're choosing to punish yourself because somebody, you perceive somebody has punished you, that's a choice. Or if you're choosing to nourish and nurture yourself at a time where you feel you may have, may have received somebody's feeling about their own self. Mm, a lot it of is, people. It's never about the <laughs> it's other. It's amazing. It's, it's always never about, about us. No, I'm sorry. It's never. Never. And, yeah. and it's, it's wonderful when you get to the point where you end up thanking people for being in your life because they have been a wonderful opportunity for you to learn so much about yourself. Yeah, so something I often tell my coaching clients is everyone's a teacher. Our children, our partners, our workmates, our the man on the street, you know, everyone's a teacher and they're here to teach us something until we get it down and then, you know, maybe the relationship releases or not. And it brings up two thoughts for me. The first is that um, Marcy Shimoff on the show, and she wrote a book called Happy for No Reason and Chicken Soup for the Women. And she talked about this wonderful idea of appointments, that sometimes we actually come across someone, even if it's just for like on the bus, right, who tells us something important for us to know. And our appointments can be short. And our appointments with these people in our lives can be quite long, like a a marriage, right? But they're all here to mirror back to ourselves these lessons, right? And so there's gratitude for that. That's a a reframe, right, in and of itself. And then another thing that's coming up is um, uh, next week we have – um, Yogi Aaron on the show, and he talked a lot about this affirmation um, um, in his last show. That was affirmation of let all people that I can love and serve find me, and all the people that I no longer love and serve um, leave me, and may they find other people who they can love and serve. And it was sort of this idea of like all just walking each other home. And we don't all necessarily walk at the same times and that's okay. And we're all just learning from each other, which softens the friction, I think, that we feel often in relationship, right? Yes, up, that's so. beautiful. That's really beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Yes. It's like, I've been saying it every morning. It's like, it's just this amazing sort of like idea. Like we're all just walking, <laughs> you know, on this wonderful path. And sometimes, you know, we're, it's a marathon and sometimes walking with certain people sometimes we're not and it doesn't mean anything about the other people or us right it's It's, just what we need to know right now go ahead although we attract all of it to ourselves Mm. with our thoughts and and so we are 100% responsible for attracting every single thing into our life good and maybe things that we are not actually wanting and we do that with our thoughts so we're 100% in control, 100%. There are no victims, even though we live in this victim um, <laughs> mentality. Yes. We are not victims. We are incredibly powerful 
human beings that can consciously create amazing lives for ourselves, not for others, but for ourselves. We're creators. Yes, we are for ourselves. For People want to create for others. You cannot do that. You can create for yourselves and be the living, breathing example and inspire people, but we do not create for others. Oh, and that's, that. that's tough for people to let go. They'd much rather create for someone else than for themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it brings up this idea too of legacy, right? So obviously our time on this earth is limited and we create, we're given this one precious life that we know of, maybe more, but we are creating while we're here and as saying we're creating for ourselves. We were creating because maybe we change the world. Maybe we want to change ourselves. Maybe we want to have a positive impact, but we are creating, as, as I hear you saying, for ourselves. And um, Liz Gilbert, who I love so much, has a, a wonderful podcast on her book, Big Magic. And she talked about this idea of reading a letter from your grand, great-grandchildren after you're dead to yourself and, and recognizing what you created. And how you use your voice. And I thought that was so beautiful because it does sort of give us pause, right? We have this runway of time that we can create in if that's what we choose to do. And how are we going to choose? And what are we going to choose to create? And most people think about creating in terms of action and physical, Mm. but it's not. Creation is from within. Creation what are you creating with yourself for yourself? Mm, tell us more. Most people want to leave a legacy of like uh, money or buildings or, you know, but what if, what if you were so committed to creating such an incredible relationship with yourself that you were so comfortable in your own body that wherever you went, you were able to leave a positive impact on another because your presence would allow the other person to feel at ease. Wow. Mm. That chills amazing. Everywhere. And that could be the legacy. And that would impact so many people all the time while you remain in such a good feeling state. So I call that the vibrational high life, which vibrational is- high life. I love this so much. I know I read an Oprah article once where she was interviewing Eckhart Tolle, who is very present in the present moment um, for those people that may follow him. And she describes this very much what you're describing, that she was late and she flustered into the room and said, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I'm so I've totally ruined your schedule, I'm sure. And he just said to her as peaceful as he could, he said, I am enjoying sitting in this beautiful room, looking out the window, enjoying this beautiful day. And I'm so grateful. And I was Uh, like, we can be more like him. (laughs) Yes. And it feels good. How about the reason to do it is all for you because it feels good. It feels good to be in your now. And, and what would you say to those people who might be thinking while they're listening to this? Well, if I only do things for me, is that selfish? What would you say to them? 
I would say that people that nourish and nurture themselves first and foremost are more and most available for all others because you have so much to give. And I think it just kind of spills over into and onto other people just very naturally. It's just becomes the natural extension of where you are. You're full and you've given it to yourself. And there are so many people that are wishing and wanting other people to give them things. Give yourself all the things that you're wishing and wanting others to give. If you can't give those things to yourself, you will are unable to receive them from others. And Chill, so, I have chills again. You know, it's amazing. Start, it starts with us. It starts with us. People don't want to hear that, but it does. And it's a choice. So yeah, love my- yourself, know yourself. Yeah. I love this idea. Um, you know, it's like you can't pour from an empty cup, right? So it's like cup runneth over. <laughs> it sounds biblical, but you know, this idea that like if we fill our own selves with love is what I hear you saying that, and you keep filling up your cup with love, like your cup, your own cup, I mean, to some degree has a limit. So it just pours over and exactly. everyone in your vibrational orbit. Benefit. You know, no matter where you are, is receiving that yes. cup runneth over experience. I mean, Absolutely. that is truly, that's, excuse my language, that's badass. That's amazing. That badass. <laughs> it's totally badass. <laughs> and the thing is, it's free, right? So many yes. of us think, oh, I need to, you know, go, you know, get on medication or try psychedelics and, and, and meditation. I mean, sorry, medication for some people is the right thing, but I'm saying it's not about spending money on trying to be fixed. It's about, um, and I'm not saying any of that's bad, but it's about like tapping into our, this inner superpower that we could argue throughout this conversation, we've identified as a more powerful force than anything outside of us. Any quick fix, any distraction, any, you know, fix me now type of thing that if we're able to tap into that, then we have this free sort of never ending resource while we're here on this planet. Yes, we do. I mean, why are there not billboards all over the world telling us this? (laughs) Because this society is, um, we are coming into an awakening, but that would be very dangerous if we did not um, seek out the (laughs) self-help aisle in the bookstore, which I think is, um, I think we really know so much about what we need for ourselves and we should consult ourselves often. Mm, we should consult ourselves often. Yes. Yeah, we could like sit in our own therapy chairs. <laughs> Do some gestalt sitting back and forth. I, I don't think people really ask themselves the questions that they ask other people. And when they ask people, other people those questions, they're not really even listening to the answers. And when they're looking for something for somebody to tell them the answer, they don't listen either. So, you know, you're a great resource for yourself. Start there. Go there. Oh, I love that so much. Go there. Listen. All of these things. We could have a whole nother show on listening because nobody <laughs> listens to anybody. They only wait to hear themselves <laughs> talk again, right? It's like the great, I mean, there's a book in me about listening and, you know, as a superpower, but 
anyway, that's, that's secondary to listening to ourselves, right? Listening to others. And um, people want to find more of you. Where do they look? Where can they find your book? Tell us more. Uh, the book is on Amazon, and I have a website. Mm-hmm. It's www.jamie-lernr.com. Amazing, amazing. And what do you want people to walk away from this conversation with? I have, like, so many data points going on in my brain, but give us the aha that people listening can really take back and to their lives and sit with and digest. Well-being is your birthright. That's Mm. important to remember. Yeah. And trust yourself. Yeah. Well-being is your birthright. And trust yourself. Yeah. Oh, Jamie, this has been (laughs) such an amazing, an amazing conversation. And I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours about our superpower and listening. You are a beautiful, beautiful soul shared this amazing concept with us today of self-talk and even going a step further of knowing. I mean, I'm also thinking of like um, Iron Man, the movie where he has like this like microchip in the middle of his chest. It's like we have amazing source inside of we do. We do. We do. It's just kind of our journey to be able to block out the noise and find the superpower, which has always been inside of us. I sound like a very, um, a very bad roomie. But the idea is that it's like, it's right there for the taking. And it if will we, find you if you're quiet. It will find you. You just have to quiet yourself and a lot. It will find you. Yeah. So get quiet, everybody. And thank you, Jamie, for being on the show. And we've reached the end of the show. So (laughs) please, guys, we can continue the conversation. Please message me or chat about it on my Facebook group at Habits for Happiness. And remember, everyone, the road to happiness is paved with healthy habits. Please listen next week for another riveting conversation on a powerful habit that can change your life. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks, listeners. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for tuning in to Habits for Happiness. Please join Lady Fuller for another edition of the program next Friday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, discover how to find your new happy place.